Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that? in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I've never heard someone say a bad word about Charles Davis, which, by the way, I'm always a little skeptical of guys like that, right? Like, I know the bad things people can say about me, and, and they're probably true. But how can you be? How can you live this long and nobody says a bad thing about the guy? Charles Davis does a terrific job for CBS Sports, for NFL Network. He is all over the draft. Charles, it's Ross. Great to talk with you, as always, buddy. Hey, Ross, it's good to talk with you as always as well. And trust me on this, this not a bad word. It's awfully kind of you to say. You just haven't been hanging out in the right places, man. <laughs> all right, so so Charles, in all sincerity, I, you know, we can talk here. There's nobody listening. What yeah. is like if somebody had to say something negative about you? Like if I asked your wife, like, or even yourself, like what are your high school buddies? What What would be the one thing they would say you know, eh, Charles is awesome, but this or that. By the way, I met one of your high school buddies one time who told me you were by far the greatest high school athlete from your hometown. Oh, is it Dave Ryan, maybe? Wow, you know you know Rhino. Yes, yeah. he, told me, he told me you were by far the best high school athlete ever from where you guys are from in upstate. But anyway, what's the, what's the, what's the one tiny little Charles Davis flaw? Oh, I don't know that it's tiny and we could go for a while, but I'll give you the, the one. I can be a little negative. You know, I, I can go to the, I can go to the word no a lot quicker than I should. You know, it, like someone will say, Hey, why don't we do it? I, nah, I don't want to do that. And I hadn't even thought about it. I just immediately write to no. Hey, maybe we should consider, nah, we shouldn't do that. And in retrospect, after a little bit of time, I might be the one that bounces through and goes, hey, why don't we do such a, and they're like, we just said we should do that. 
So I don't know if I want to make it my idea. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just defensive that way, but I, I can be that way. I can be a little bit on the negative side and I'm always on the lookout Ross for, I, I even know how to say it the right way, being wronged. Does that make sense? And, and I'm not one of those who, who is just automatically, hey, you're doing me wrong. I mean, I'm not confronting people or whatever. I'm just making sure. Oh, okay. Is, is this the right thing? And then half the time I walk away going, what was I doing? Why am I even, why am I even in that type of a space? So those are a few to get us started. And I feel like I, I, feel like I should go to a couch right now and you should have on a cardigan, have a pipe, and you should be nodding while you're writing down your grocery list and not listening to a word I'm saying. You know what's funny, by the way? That's actually a great question to ask draft prospects on those Zooms. Like, what's the worst part about you? Mine is, uh, one of mine, is I have no patience. Like, we went skiing a couple weeks ago, and there was a line. It was probably like a five-minute line. It wasn't that bad. And I said to my brother-in-law, I know that this isn't a big deal. And I know that this shouldn't bother me. But But I am pissed off right now. I hate this line. I hate it. I want to be on the lift, and I want to ski down right now. I don't want to be in this line. Lines are for losers. He's like, just it's good that you acknowledge that. Deep breaths, deep breaths. So we all have our thing. Well, I will say this before you go on. That's an excellent question. And I wonder if we would put that to the prospect's mother that plopped down in front of the Zoom and said she would be answering the questions for her son. Did you see that story? No. Yeah, I just saw it. I think I saw it last night. I'm not sure who broke it, who who had it. And I don't want to not give them credit, but I also don't want to credit the wrong person because in, in that business, as you know, you know, who got to that story first, making sure that the proper people are credited. I did read this, that a team reported that when they went to have the Zoom with the prospect, mom sat down in the chair and said that she would be answering the questions for her son. Wow. So we hear about helicopters. We hear about this in business world where the parents show up at work to to negotiate their kids raise, to go over their performance reviews. We hear about all these things. This is, you know, look, this is a new world with zooms and all that. So why not? But we've had we've had parents be involved in stuff before. As a parent myself, I've been, you know, having to met with teachers, having to meet with teachers and coaches. I hope I've done it the right way. But we hear about these stories all the time. But this one, this is new. Talking with Charles Davis, NFL Network analyst, CBS Sports analyst. He's all over the draft always, every year. You know, we've totally moved on, Charles, from the first two picks. All yeah. anybody cares about is number three. <laughs> but I got to ask you, like, are you sold on Zach Wilson at two? Are, are, are you bought in on what the Jets are doing? I am, and I bought I, I more so because I bought in on Zach Wilson. So I guess the best way to answer it, Ross, is whoever is at two, and if they wanted Zach Wilson, I would be bought in on them. I really think that when you put him in total and you go through everything that you've seen, I see a toughness to this kid that maybe he doesn't get credit for having played through injuries for a couple of seasons, thumb, shoulder, things that are really going to affect the quarterback. He beat out a popular senior quarterback in Tanner Mangum as a freshman to win the job. And that's not easily done, you know, because people like to gravitate towards the older players, especially at the position like quarterback. And then to see him go all in, get healthy and come back this year and have the year that he had 
and we can talk schedule. We can talk this. We can talk that. Ah, I'm not having it. I, I think the kid is the legit item. I like what I see from him. I'm not as concerned about the size as some people are. I think he'll be fine going forward. We've seen smaller quarterbacks make it and make it big. I'm bought in with him because I think the Jets have a true plan going forward on how they're going to do things. So I know the answer to this question, Charles, because you and I talked recently on my podcast, but I want people to hear from you. You know, we all know Trevor Lawrence is the guy, but you recently wrote a story for NFL.com where you had the 17 guys you would pound the table for, which is the expression they use when coaches or GMs say, this guy is the man. Your quarterback, you say, this guy excites me the most when I think about seeing how it all progresses. It's Trey Lance from FCS North Dakota State. Why is he the quarterback that excites you the most? He's the full combo of everything you're looking for, Ross, size, you know, speed, Got the biggest arm in the draft. Now, what that means to everyone, I don't know. Is that like a Nolan Ryan fastball that he couldn't control early in his career? Or is it the Nolan Ryan fastball later? You know, it's all those things that go into it. But all I know is this. The kid is 17-0, and 16-0, and and North Dakota State has been good for a long time, and they've won championships with Easton Stick, with, <laughs> with, with uh, Carson Wentz. With, with Brock Jensen, who's one people might not remember, who, who kept Carson Wentz on the bench. So they know how to win, but he had to come up the same way, and my comp for him is Josh Allen. He and Josh were both doubted coming out of high school. Both of them ended up at schools off the beaten path. Both of them were, you know, have been plagued with the, I don't know how accurate he is. I don't know if he pl- plays against good competition. And we've seen how Josh has progressed. I hear about the, 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 the brain, the football IQ of Trey Lance. He's the gym rat that you want. And when I see him put it all together, I, I'm excited about watching this progress. And that's why if I'm San Francisco at three, I'm taking a good hard look at him, Fields, and Mac Jones before I make that final decision, especially if I'm keeping Jimmy Garoppolo around. If I've got Garoppolo sitting there and I can develop Lance a little bit, because I'll just leave it with this, Ross. Normally, when I draft a quarterback in the top five, he's starting for me from day one. Normally. But with a kid coming out of, you know, one double A, only one game last year, it wouldn't hurt at all if he had someone in front of him for a little while. But if he gets drafted in the top five, it's not going to last long. You and I know that. The person signing the checks is coming to the office going, yo, when's he going to play? That's how it works when you have young quarterbacks. So it sounds like, Charles, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but – if the Niners pass on him at three, it sounds like you think the Falcons should take him at four. I think he'd be ideal. To me, it's the perfect fit at four because Matt Ryan's going to play. And you were talking, you know, and you made, you made some very nice statements about me that I absolutely cherish, Ross, and I'm not saying that with tongue-in-cheek. It means a lot. And, you know, for us as, as, as guys, dropping our veneer sometimes gets a little difficult. But I just want you to know it really means a lot for you for, for, to me about what you said. But think about Matt Ryan. Have we ever have we met a quarterback in recent years that's as giving of himself, as pure of heart, a good teammate like a Matt Ryan. So even if Matt Ryan's upset that you draft a quarterback and every quarterback that's a starter gets mad if you draft another quarterback, even in the seventh round, he's going to take care of this young man, okay? He's going to show him the right example. He's going to teach him all those things. He's going to tell him, look, you need to observe and watch. I'm not going to hand it to you. 
but he's also not going to shy away from questions, extra film sessions, all of those things. What a great way to break in. Plus, an offense that is already, you know, been productive and somewhat ready to roll. So I would love that fit for him if he were to go to Atlanta and have a year of Matt Ryan, because I think after that, Atlanta would be ready to really start the Arthur Smith regime. And maybe Matt Ryan's looking for a place with a contender to finish out his career. We'll see. I don't know. All right, wrapping up here with Charles Davis from NFL Network. All right, let's play that out then, Charles. Let's say the Falcons do that and take Trey Lance at four. Then Cincinnati has their pick of Jamar Chase, Penny Sewell, or Kyle Pitts, who a lot of people feel like is the best player in the draft. Let's say you are Duke Tobin or you are a player for the Bengals, whatever. Yep. Which one of those three guys are you pounding the table for if the Bengals have all of the options, all the non-quarterback options at five? Well, I'm old school, so I'd want to go ahead and immediately say tackle to protect my to protect Joe Burrow, and Anthony Munoz has already signed off on that. But I look at this draft, and I think that I can come back in the top of the second round and get a pretty darn good tackle again. I don't know if I'm passing on Kyle Pitts. Tight ends are young quarterbacks' best friends. They they absolutely love them. They're right in their sight lines. The throws are easy. I'm doing the Joey Tribbiani air quotes because nothing's easy in the NFL. But those are the ones that get out of your hands quicker, get to the guy, and he turns it upfield. And Pitts is the kind of guy who makes big plays for you. So it's going to be very difficult for me to pass on him. Although I have to say, Ross, Every year we go into this and we always have the buzzwords and the buzz phrases, and I can speak them as well as anyone, right? You can speak football. I can speak football. And sometimes we drive ourselves crazy doing it. But the word this year to me is generational. I don't know about you, but I'm hearing generational used way more than I've heard in the past. Trevor Lawrence is one of those generational quarterbacks. Kyle Pitts is a generational talent. And to me, what that means is he's really good and maybe the best one in the draft. You should go get him. We'll find out if they're generational based on their career. And I'm not saying it as a negative, even though, as I told you, I can get that way. It's just funny how. We indoctrinate all those things, and they become part of the lexicon. We used to say a guy threw the ball really well. Now we say he has arm talent. I mean, it's just just how it works. Well, and the best part about the generational thing is two things. Number one, it reminds me, what's that? what movie is that where the guy says, I don't think that word means what you think it means? Princess I've, Bride, maybe? Princess Bride? That, that could easily I do not think that word means what you think it means. And that's number one. And number two, generational – we literally had back-to-back generational pass rushers, Nick Bosa the one year and then Chase Young the next year. I don't think you know what generational means. Charles <laughs> Davis, the nicest guy in the world and a terrific analyst. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. Ross, always a pleasure to spend time with you. Thanks for having me on. Continued success. I look forward to seeing you in person again real soon. Absolutely. Cannot wait. There he is, Charles Davis. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. 
Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please. Subscribe and check out your boy, the Ross Tucker podcast. Cause like I said, I never know when I'm coming back here on the Dan Patrick show. So you got to get some, got to get some Ross Tucker in your life in between. You also need to watch the NBA on TNT on Tuesday nights because my guy, Adam Lefko is absolutely killing it. He's also got the Lefko show on Bleacher Report, which I've been on by the way, and hopefully we'll be on again soon. I want to get, Adam on the Ross Tucker podcast soon to talk a little NBA and talk a little about Eagles. He's an Eagles fan. He's bumming me out with some of his tweets lately. He's bumming me out a little bit. So I'll get to that in a little bit. You got to tune in to Adam on Bleacher Reports BR Gridiron Draft Night live across the BR app, BR Gridiron Twitter, and YouTube channels starting Thursday, April 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Connor Rogers, Akib Tlaib, Reggie Wayne and Robert Griffin III will also be part of it. Lefko, what's up, man? You know, it's not often I get compared to a van, but when I do, I hope it's from Ross Tucker. <laughs> First of all, you hear how awesome his voice is? You hear how smooth it is? It's like a, it's like a Mercedes-Benz van. I know I've asked this before, Adam. How'd you get your voice like that? It wasn't oh, like you, your voice is not like that when you were 16. My voice is awful right now because I am fighting something in my sinuses that I don't even know what it is. Uh, last time I came on here, Dan Patrick absolutely sunned me and he brought out the pipes. Uh, I think I've talked about this before. I hated my voice for a long time, Ross. I went to Syracuse, Tarico, Costas. It's like beautiful. And then I come in and people say I sound like a 40 year old divorcee. And so like, it's like rough. <laughs> like I've been, I've been like inhaling cigars. And so I used to hate my voice, but to get compliments from you is, a, is refreshing. I think it's glorious. I think it's like a, a smooth, sultry voice. Although Polly just said he thinks it sounds like Demi Moore. Yeah. Oh. In a good way. Have you ever heard that before? It is a little, there is a little Demi Moore there. 
I, I've never heard that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and just watch YouTube clips of Demi Moore. Uh, Shaq likes my voice too. If you ever check out his Instagram, he he thinks I have a really good white guy voice. Like when I really <laughs> dial up the white guy voice. So if I'm like if I'm like, well, hello, good to see you. He thinks it's like how all white men should sound. <laughs> all right. So here's the question about Shaq. Is he the same guy off the air? Because you and I both know some people, exact same guy on the air and off the air, like me. Some people, very, very different. Which category is Shaq in? Shaq doesn't have an opportunity to not be Shaq because everywhere he walks in, everyone's like, oh, Shaq. And so what, what I've learned through Shaq, I'm going to do a little bit of a deep dive military background dad super super disciplinarian moved all over the country and he was always as you can imagine this enormous kid and so he just began watching tv and seeing comedy and was like oh it's a lot easier to meet people if i'm just hilarious all the time and so with Shaq. You just don't know what you're going to get, Ross. Like you come off set and he's in the back DJing and he's just like, mm, 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 and he's like, I know, I know Lefko likes this. All white people like this. Mm, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. And like either that, or he's doing like food reviews or he's like throw grapes in my mouth while I'm sleeping. Like it never turns off. It's the biggest kid I've ever met, but it's always, how can my team succeed, man? So it's, he's, he is him all the time, doesn't change. Everybody I know that knows him loves him and says he's yeah. like the legit awesomest guy. Love to hear it. Uh, speaking of Shaq, his former team, Lakers, they got Anthony Davis back last night. That's like the big news in the NBA last night. Do you think with Davis back, when they get LeBron back, you still think they got a pretty good chance to do this again? You know, Anthony Davis, two of 10, four points. That's not back for Anthony Davis. <laughs> but uh, I, I was, if the Lakers have Anthony Davis and LeBron and they are healthy and it is the playoffs, they are the favorite to win the championship because we, we've seen this story too many times, you know? And also I look around the rest of the league and I'm seeing a lot of issues everywhere else. Philadelphia, I go, okay, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons in the playoffs, kind of scary. Utah, no one's going to believe it until they see it. Phoenix is a little bit too early in the process. Can DeAndre Ayton really guard Anthony Davis? The Clippers, no one's believing it because they haven't done it in the playoffs. Denver's injured. Brooklyn, they're never playing together. They've been together for seven games. And Milwaukee, I feel like, is in the same boat as Utah and the Clippers where we're going – We've seen you lose in the playoffs before. So I think if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy, they are the favorites. And the big question is if, because Anthony Davis didn't look that healthy last night. All right, so what if all of the Nets are healthy? What, what if they have oh, yeah. the big three? Oh, yeah, that's scary. Because they're not you the favorites? It, if, they, if they have Harden, Durant, and Kyrie all healthy, all playing, they're not the favorites? I, so the Lakers are the favorites in the West. The Nets would be the favorite in the East. The reason that I give it to the West is I'm not someone that likes to bet against LeBron a lot, especially because they have the experience of getting there. It, to me, the Nets are, you know, in the NFL playoffs, when all of a sudden they don't call pass interference as much and they let you kind of get a little bit more physical and yeah. Bill Belichick just knows exactly what to do. Yeah. In the NBA, it turns into a half-court game and it's not about Utah's passing and accuracy and all that. It's 
Can you score by yourself? And Brooklyn's ability to score with Harden, Kyrie, and KD is unmatched. I would still give a slight edge to the Lakers because they have some continuity. But that is the finals that I'm I'm rooting for because I all the storylines, KD undefeated against LeBron. No, no, no. Two and one against LeBron because of the Thunder time. Kyrie taking on LeBron again. If James Harden wins a championship, Ross, like James Harden, I think I may have said this before. If James Harden wins a championship, it's kind of like if Matt Stafford wins a championship with the Rams, where it's like, man. He's like a top five passing yards guy. Like all of a sudden, so much is validated. I, I just love the storylines of that matchup. All right. So first of all, that is not our preferred matchup. You grew up outside of Philadelphia. We want the Sixers to beat oh, the yeah, Nets. I the so I, I got to say, I really dislike the Nets. I don't Ooh. like any aspect of how they were put together. I don't think any of those guys are likable. I mean, Kyrie, I won't even go there. Durant is not really likable because of what he did going to Golden State and everything. And Harden, how he got out of Houston. I I, I want the Sixers to beat the Nets so bad I can taste it. I would say, other than football, the Sixers beating the Nets this year is one, maybe one of the most important sports events for me personally in like the last 10 years. Because I'm a Sixers fan. The Sixers drafted Embiid. They drafted Simmons. I've been waiting for this. And I just don't like anything about the Nets. I don't like the super team. I don't like how they brought these guys together. I don't like the players themselves. Am I, is that my Sixers bias? Or do you think a lot of people dislike the Nets? As a former offensive lineman that just waxed poetic about girls softball, you not liking (laughs) the Nets is the most predictable take I've ever heard. There is a generational divide about the Brooklyn Nets. People over a certain age that love Barry Sanders because he tossed the ball to the ref after a play hate the Brooklyn Nets. People in my generation and a little bit younger get it. And here's the reason why. Imagine you are a 28-year-old that grew up listening to Dan Patrick, listening to SportsCenter, and hearing them go, you know why Michael Jordan's the GOAT? Because he's got six rings. You know why he's better than him? Because he has more rings than him. We have baked it into these young guys' brains that the only way they can be uh, treated as champions is as they win on the biggest stage. So for Kevin Durant to go and do what he did, he was just fulfilling the prophecy that people like Dan Patrick were setting for him. I think that I I am someone that tries to understand Kyrie. I am not someone that that thinks that... uh, he, I think everybody looks at the flat earth comments and they go, how could you listen to anything since then? I think he has a lot of very wise things to say. I think he talked recently about language and the, the N word. And I thought it was very enlightening. I think that he has been a leader in terms of um, the black lives matter movement and a lot of things in the bubble. I think there's a lot of thought in which he does. I think James Harden, the way he exited is not very, uh, well liked by a lot of people. I agree with that. At the same point, I am someone that believes in the player empowerment era. I am also someone that like, if I was down there in Houston, I don't besmirch Blake Griffin wanting to leave Detroit. 
because he signed a five-year deal with the Clippers and then in year one got traded to Detroit. Like, why, why would I want him to want to play there? That's crazy. So I look at it as I'm just trying to enjoy the journey of these guys and they've come together. And one of my favorite experiences was a 72-9 and nine, uh, Warriors team. I like to watch things I've never seen before. I, I do like the Brooklyn Nets and what they're doing right now because I like watching players when they are happy. Watching James Harden when he is happy has been one of my most favorite basketball experiences this season. Leading the NBA in assists, doing everything he needs to do. It's been very enjoyable. So I, I do counter you, but I would love to see the Sixers beat the Nets. I really would. Who, who's the MVP? Nikola Jokic. Just Nikola Jokic MB, just is top MB 10 in points. He's top 10 in points, in rebounds, in assists. They are fourth in the West. They are 18 games over 500. The Sixers are 19 games over 500. He loses Jamal Murray. They keep it rolling. They, they've won four in a row since Jamal Murray goes out. And I, yeah, I, Joel Embiid has missed a number of games, and they played pretty well in those games. I would go Jokic one. I would go Embiid two. I would go, it, w- it would have been hardened for a little bit. I would go Steph Curry three, just because what we're seeing out of Steph Curry is incredible uh, to be able. I believe he's had six games of 10 or more threes this year. And no one that is active right now has had five, has had more than five in their entire career. So I, I would put him three. Last question. Why are you so down on the birds, man? Like your your tweets are bumming me out. You're so down, down on, on Sirianni. I'm not down on the birds. I'm de- okay. Why are you so tell, down tell, on him? He's just starting. Give him a chance. Rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. That's how he's he. Ross, how am I supposed to listen to this man at a press conference? Who's out there? His first press conference. Because here's my reason. Okay. When the Eagles were looking for a head coach, Ross Tucker, there was a lot of guys out there that were super qualified. But here they hire Nick Sirianni. And why did they hire him? Because he wowed them in the interview process. And the only thing that I can see to get the experience of what Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman saw are the press conferences. And so if he was wowed, and then he gives press conferences in which he says, we do rocks, paper, scissors, or the clip that I posted that went super viral, and I was not expecting that, in which he said um, that, uh, I, I don't even know, it was rambling into nothing. And I have former Eagles texting me saying that we should be concerned. Ross, I'm asking you, other than blind faith, where are you getting any confidence from Nick Sirian? I, I like the energy and the passion. I, I like that he's energetic. Here's the thing. Here's what matters, Ooh. Adam. He's got to be like this with the players. Like, I need to know. I, I'm, I'll be interested. You know I do their preseason games on TV. I'll be interested to talk with him and see how genuine it is. I think it is. Like, I've seen him on enough things now. I think it is genuine. And as long as you're that guy all the time, I think the players – We'll like it. But you got to be that guy all the time. You got to be authentic. You know what I wanted? I wanted a, a coach that's really good at play calling and play development. I want somebody that's so much smarter than everybody else that they can develop. Also, like, this isn't college football. Constant encouragement, super positivity. When you've lost three games in a row, you've been in a locker room. Is that message really going to resonate? Guys, 
We're so close. We're so close. Come on, let's get some competition. They're going to tune him out so fast. Look, I want it to work. I want Jalen Hurts to be great. Shoot, draft Jalen Waddle at 12. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Rager, Jalen Waddle. Jalen's everywhere. It'll be great. <laughs> I just think I just think that it it sounds like some high school pep talk stuff that I just don't think resonates with grown men because it's a grown man team. That's an yeah, older I mean, roster. Yeah, I, I, I guess we're going to find out. Check him out. On social at Adam Lefko, and again, tune in to company Adam man. on the Bleacher you, that, you, Report. Dan Etch, you hear how he's talking? He's a company man. He's on that Eagles payroll, baby. I love that. No, that's, I that's am a not. good dude right there. No, I'm giving him the benefit for the doubt. I am giving him the benefit for the doubt. I said to you, wait, I want to see what he's like with me one on one. You know, when I'm talking with him okay. like that, I want to see how genuine, authentic he is. Adam, always genuine, authentic. BR Gridiron Twitter, YouTube. Just follow him on social. He'll post what he's doing on draft night yeah. with Akib Tlaib, everybody. Thank you, Adam. Hey, I'm the Mercedes Benz Vans of humans. Pleasure <laughs> to be here. Good talking to you, Ross. I love that. That could be like a, 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 a voicemail answer right there. Like, Hi, you've called Adam Lefko, and boy, aren't you glad you did. I mean, his voice is awesome. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so on the guest line, we've got Anthony Gonzalez. Obviously, a lot of you remember him, started Ohio State, first-round pick with the Colts, played in the league for a while. Now he's a congressman from his native Ohio, and he is introducing 
uh, an NIL bill, national legislation for name, image, and likeness. Anthony, or I see, I want Anthony. Congressman Gonzalez, it's Ross Tucker. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Anthony is perfectly fine. <laughs> I was just going to ask. I was going to ask. Now, they're, they're giving me the head nod. So do you get a, you don't, you don't get offended when people don't call you congressman? No, I, I just, there's a lot worse things people call me. So I'm, I'm fine with, with anything. Um, but uh, no, my first name is, is preferred. I think it's too informal. I mean, we're just, we're representatives. We shouldn't be formalized like that, in my opinion. All right. Well, I like that, Anthony, because I was going to ask you, I was curious if when you're around other congressmen, if it's like the medical scene in Spies Like Us, where you're like, congressman, 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 congressman. Is it like that or not at all? Thank God it's not. This place is broken in a million ways, but not quite like that. Okay, good. All right. Speaking of broken, Anthony, a lot of people feel like uh, the college football model as it relates to student-athletes has been broken for quite some time and not actually doing something about it. So I read a little bit about it. I know you're all over this. Um, I'm pretty familiar with name, image, and likeness, but I want you to actually explain the bill that you are trying to get passed. What does it really say? So it does a handful of things. Our, our goal is to extend the economic right, which I think is a, a natural right. Every single person in this country has it, except for the college athlete, as far as I know. Maybe some people don't, but as far as I know, it's just college athletes excluded. So we're going to extend that right, but we're going to do it in a way that preserves college sports. So what does that mean? That means having restrictions on recruitment. So I don't think you, know, you should have boosters in high schools telling kids they're going to pay them a whole bunch of money to come to XYZ school. So there'll be penalties that prevent that from happening. Um, but, uh, but also on, on the same side of that, we're going to have some parity in there to make sure that the kids are uh, getting the same opportunities that some of the universities do. Um, and just preserve the system as we know it. And I think it'll work for everybody. I think it'll work for college football, but I think it'll work for my wife as a college swimmer. I think it, it would help her. She'd be able to teach swim lessons now. So um, just the, the basic premise is let's do one national standard, not 50 states uh, with different standards, which is what, what we have right now. Um, but let's have one national standard. Let's preserve recruitment. Let's preserve the system. It's a great system uh, and move forward. Well, so the the one standard nationally is absolutely the way to go. I would like to think that the NCAA is backing you and supports that part of it because if it's state by state, that's an absolute mess. I guess what I don't understand, Anthony, is how do you prevent the recruiting part of it? Like, How do you prevent Ohio State or Alabama or whoever saying to a 17-year-old, 16-year-old, hey, Part of the scholarship offer is we'll also guarantee you $25,000 a year name, image, and likeness. I, I don't understand how you combat that. Well, you make it a federal crime. So, uh, I mean, there's going to be – it would be a federal crime to do exactly what you just said, uh, which means that the person could be criminally or civilly liable, the individual, uh, and the university could be on the hook for that if it's directly tied to the university. So I think, you know, my, the, the thing I keep saying is let's extend the right. And if people abuse it in the recruitment process, then you got to bring the hammer down on them. There has to be real teeth there. Can't just be a, a small penalty. Uh, and so we're going to uh, have that in our bill as well. Um, but look, I mean, it's like anything, there's going to be people who are going to try to work around that. Uh, and there's going to be people who try to game the system. So the best we can do is be very clear on what's legal and what's illegal uh, and make sure that there's penalties in place. 
So, okay, so then you have some penalty in place if they use the NIL, if they have an NIL guarantee or if they have NIL, NIL enticement when they're recruits. Uh, you know, this is something I talked to. I have a recruiting business, Go Big Recruiting. So I talked to a lot of college coaches about this. The question is, what will the level of involvement be for the colleges themselves and the coaching staff, or are they completely out of it? it you know, am I just saying to a Penn State player or whatever? I live in Pennsylvania. Am I just saying, hey, I'll give you 5000 bucks to tweet this, or am I going through the program so someone's monitoring it? So you'd have to go through the program. I mean, that's the, the, the general idea. Um, and one other thing worth mentioning, the coaches in the universities, they will not be providing these opportunities. Now, what I suspect will happen, and I hope happens, is they'll feel the responsibility to make sure that the kids are doing legitimate opportunities and you know have help with things like paying taxes. I mean, when, when we were in college, I never paid taxes. We didn't pay taxes because we didn't have this stuff. So they're going to have to all of a sudden mature on, on some of these just sort of basic adult activities um, like paying taxes and managing money. Uh, I hope the universities will help with that. But with respect to providing uh, NIL opportunities, uh, that would be illegal under our bill. This is going to be the kids and their agents or representatives uh, managing that on their own with the NCAA, uh, you know, providing some oversight uh, and then Congress stepping in if there's a violation of the law itself. Talking with Congressman Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio, the former Colts and Ohio State wide receiver. Okay, so they will have agents or representatives. That was going to be one of my questions. Is there a limit or is it sky's the limit? Uh, sky's the limit. I mean, I, 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 any limit that we put in place would feel arbitrary to me. So, um, you know, it's, it, let's open up the right. Let's allow for it. Uh, and, you know, I think it'll be managed correctly. I just fundamentally believe that, uh, these kids, if they have the right representation and inside of sort of the support bubble that exists at a, at a major college or major university, uh, that they'll be able to handle it. I, I just believe that. But I guess I don't understand Anthony, how you stop and maybe you're not supposed to how you stop again. You went to Ohio state. That's why I'm using the example. There's a car dealership in, uh, Oh, in Columbus and they give every guy, it's a big booster. He loves Ohio state football. He gives every guy, 50 grand a year to sign autographs one day, even though he's not really getting a return on the investment. It's not really a business proposition for the guy. It's just boosterism. Is that totally legal and fine or is that a problem? No, that would be a problem. So again, it's, it would depend on the individual circumstance, right? But um, anything that looks like inducements and, sort of not fair market value, which you're describing, uh, that would run afoul. Um, but if it's what would you know be termed sort of a, a legitimate enterprise where it's, hey, you know, you're going to do this radio show every week for 10 weeks and we're going to pay you X dollars per radio show, um, you know, that's, that, that would be in, in the legitimate category. Um, and you know, then, then they could go forward with that. Uh, the other thing I'll say is, you know, where, where you draw that line, I think, is probably the most interesting question. Um, and admittedly, you know, you can't I don't believe we can draw it in Congress. So what we're going to do is just provide the right. We're going to cre create a commission that studies it for two years and then reports back to Congress saying, hey, here are the tweets you need to make. Here's some of the changes. In the meantime, the NCAA and the institutions themselves 
uh, will manage the answers to the questions that you're asking about. You know, what's a legitimate endorsement opportunity versus what's just pure pay to play? Um, that'll be legislated uh, by them and, and then reported back to us and we'll tweak the law if we have to. What's the timeline? Like, you know, I, like in other words, how soon could you get it passed and how soon could it be enacted? Because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't there some states where yeah. it should be legal soon? Yeah, so this is why we need one national standard. Uh, so Mississippi and Florida, their laws go on the books in July. So if you're a student athlete in the state of Florida or Mississippi, you can start doing NIL as of July 1st. Um, but if you're in any of the other 48 states, you can't. So that's going to create a chaos environment. Uh, and so we need something. I would argue we need something in the next couple of weeks or months. Um, but Congress being what Congress is, my sense is we won't get something until I would say end of this year at the earliest. Uh, and, and it could bleed into next year. But I, I do think we'll get it done in the next call it, you know, 12 months from today. I think we'll get it done. Awesome. And the other thing you got going, I saw somewhere you're also um, part of Ohio trying to legalize sports betting, right? No, I'm so Pat McAfee asked me that question. Um, I'm so I'm not. I, I gave a an analysis of where that bill is. The state is going to do it. It's just a matter of when. So similar to NIL, but that's Ohio State House stuff. I'm United States Congress, so I I stay out of their business. They don't want me poking around in it, um, and uh, and it works well that way. But I think they'll get it done. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You're you're a, a congressman. You're not in the state of Ohio. Uh, that makes perfect sense, Anthony. This was awesome, man. I really really appreciate it. Are you liking it? Are you loving it? I do. So, you know, it's a crazy job, as you can imagine. Um, but look, every day I get to wake up and, and try to think of ways to make the country better. I mean, that's like, what could be better than that? I, mean, I would say it's I like it more than football because, you know, the, the goal is bigger and, and more profound. There's something cool about waking up every day and trying to win Super Bowls. Like, that's a pretty awesome thing. Um, the only thing better than that that I found professionally is this, where you get to wake up every day and try to make the country better. You got to deal with a lot of garbage uh, in the meantime, but um, but you still get the opportunity. So it's uh, it's an amazing honor, uh, and I, I do love it. Are you by far the best athlete of the senators and congressmen? <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> I better be. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. There's some decent ones. There's some decent ones. But, you know, I, I think I probably am. I feel confident saying that. I'm probably the best athlete. How good of a cover guy is Biden? You know, I, I don't think he's – get him in his backpedal. I don't think he's he's doing much. So, Anthony, know. thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Very informative stuff. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, there he is, Congressman Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio, former Colt and Ohio State receiver. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.